1: cheaters and welcome to the always cheating fantasy podcast my name is josh and i'm here with brandon brandon how are you
0: i'm fine josh uh it, it's it's always that weird feeling in the middle of an international break it does feel like forever since i've seen a premier league match
1: yeah it, it really does it feels like forever since we've even like actually watched games in person together the arsenal uh lester game i guess that's the only game we've actually watched in person together
0: uh yeah the very first kickoff of the season yeah and I, I guess it, like it bears like mentioning this is this is the first time we've actually podcast together in a couple of weeks. Now.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we both took we both took what amounted to a two week break each, right? Uh, you so you had, it's,
0: it's that when the transfer window is still open, I feel like we still as podcasters feel we have the flexibility to take vacations. Right, and right. once the transfer window closes, as it has, <laughs> now Josh and I neither of us can take vacations.
1: Well, anyone who's listened to this podcast for the last like 3 months or so knows that we started like insanely early. Like we we took no summer no summer break at all and we basically just jumped right into it in July. So uh, I think I think the two weeks off were actually... and I like really took an FPL free week last week. I really like I I I, I disengaged and think about my team. Uh it was it was it felt like actually kind of healthy to like take a step back.
0: The only thing I forced myself to think about was kDB's price. He dropped to nine point nine, and right. if he dropped to nine point eight, I'd have to start reconfiguring you know the the two to three game week plan I have in place right now. Right. so that was the only thing I was thinking about I, I actually <laughs> an hour before we started potting, I looked just to make sure that Harry Kane was still at 12 point5 which he is
1: yeah yeah and he uh yeah i actually watched a little bit of the english uh uh world cup qualifier today and he was he was incredibly selfish in this match i thought he was like there were like three guys in that team who were just were committed to not passing the ball at all today and uh yeah King it's was, a post rooney world man yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and uh, Alex acts like Chamberlain too. Was like just like it was all take ons for him. He was just like every <laughs> he would just get like in the box and then he would sky it like sixty feet like left or right. It was, sure. was, was strange. Well, of,
0: of course, FPL Twitter had a field day with the August curse being lifted. The one day after, like on September first, Harry gets his brace. It, it's just so uh, marvelous how it is like to the day he gets this right every season.
1: Yeah, it's it really is uh, perfect. And I, I got them both kind of late, didn't he? Too in that in that uh, in the qualifier last last Friday. You know, I don't have the minute by minute, Josh, but I'll take <laughs> it word for it. All right, so let's get into uh, the podcast. Um, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, look, I'm looking here at the uh, my our intro notes, Brandon, and I have this note from Dave, which. Ring's very true right now, and he says, uh, he's Gunner3421, he says, when you guys imagine hell, do you imagine the devil, unbearable heat and suffering, or a permanent state of international break? (laughs) It's it's Uh, one and the same, really, Brandon.
0: I I think so. I mean, I I really dislike the heat. I don't like it when it's hot, so that doesn't appeal to me. But also, particularly coming off of the U.S. drubbing by Costa Rica, (laughs) I'm not feeling the international break either. Right. So, you know what, if push comes to shove, I'll take the heat. Send me to hell.
1: So, we're going to mostly uh, you know, we so last week's if you, if you haven't listened to the Game Week 3 uh recap podcast, with Luke Thunberg, uh, go back and listen to it. It's it's amazing actually because Brandon spends almost 30 minutes like basically on the therapist couch talking about his team and what went wrong and You know, I think there was a rawness there, Brandon, that you wouldn't have had if it was you and I doing the podcast together. No, I I tend to
0: puff up my chest a little bit more when I'm talking to you, given our competitive nature. Our
1: longstanding competitive nature. I Uh, do
0: cringe. I'm glad that I was able to be so open about the disaster (laughs) that's opened this season for me. Um, But I... I'm not sure I can go back and re-listen just in light of me actually playing my wild card so right. early. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, going into the international break, just that podcast was with Luke alone. We were generating some wild card content, but it, pretty much every article I read going into the break was, you'd have to be an idiot to play your wild
1: card now, so don't. <laughs> Well, Uh, you you kind of needed to, though. I mean, it was just you had some bad luck once you played the wild card. But I I think you've got a good spine there, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't. I I definitely solved a lot of problems that I set myself for game week one. And I mean, obviously, everyone has a problem coming out of game week one every season. But this just happened to be one of those seasons for me where game week one was trouble right out of the gate. So I think you're right. There was a case to be made. So why not?
1: So we're not gonna to talk too much about the internationals uh there I, I don't think there's really been too much drama um what we are gonna talk about is we're gonna do a roundup of uh of transfers uh the big transfers that happened uh, last week uh we're gonna break it up a little bit into players that are new to the Premier League and then players that uh, that moved around from one club to another just to just to make things easier so if you wanna you want a quick roundup we're gonna do it right at the top of the podcast here so if you want a quick roundup of you know who's new to the league what their price is and kind of you know, what our thoughts are on them. That's the first half of the podcast. Uh, second half is going to be more of a Game Week 4 preview. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, third and fourth midfielders. There's a lot of different options right now, and it's kind of hard to feel good about any of them, I think. I mean, I've got Rich <laughs> right now, and uh, and then I've got uh, – well, we'll talk about this later.
0: I could, I could go yeah, on. Yeah, let's – Save it for later. I've got a I've got a few thoughts on this.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've got some thoughts too. We're going to talk a little bit about Sanchez and Hazard, uh, and then we're going to look a little bit at the uh, the actual fixtures for Game Week Four. So, uh, without further ado, let's get right into uh, the transfer roundup. All
0: Okay, so we have to start with the big, I guess this this is the guy who generated the most noise coming out of the transfer window, right. or at least late on, and it was Renato Sanchez, his loan from Bayern Munich to Swansea. So there's been, I think he's kind of been a polarizing figure. He didn't perform really much at when he was at Bayern, though he was a big star, a big young up-and-coming star at Benfica in Portugal. Right. Uh, and then he he did showcase a little bit at the Euros for Portugal. And now here we have him moving to a, a club that is struggling in the league, Swansea. How's he going to play? How's he going to look? Is he going to be like the older version? Um, I'm trying to think of the last from Bayern Munich to the league story was... Um, the power cube. What's his name? The Swiss guy at Stokes. City. Oh, uh, Shakiri. <laughs> yeah, Shakiri. I mean, that's that is definitely an apples and oranges situation. But I also understand the logic of these guys are not going to get playing time at teams like Bayern, so they come to Swansea yeah. where they can effectively yeah, run a midfield.
1: It's it's a one year loan, right? It's a one year loan. Uh, you know, Bayern have uh, have some, you know some history with with with, with Paul Clement, the uh, the uh, Swansea manager. Uh, and that you know they felt like this was a safe place for him to go for a year so he's you know priced at 5 billion um in FPL he is um said you know he had no goals and assists last year uh in 25 matches for Bayern he is you know he's a deep lying playmaking midfielder um he's not a player who's typically going to get a lot of goals and assists the question is you know will we see more of this from him at Swansea because they really you know, particularly you know when it comes to wide players, they just don't have a ton of great options right now.
0: <laughs> they don't have much options in the way of anything. They right. they do have more deep lying playmakers than anything else. I think they're missing the uh, the connector, the guilty right. as it were. Exactly. So I'm a, I it's... would expect. Wouldn't you expect Renato Sanchez to play a little farther forward here?
1: Yeah, I, I think he I think he probably will. I mean, you know, Martin Neuer, we had a bunch of questions about uh, Sanchez. And uh, Martin Neuer says, uh, you know, is he an offensive or, or defensive midfielder? I mean, like, you know, he's kind of a central midfielder, Um uh, who can play a little further forward. I mean, you know, some of this, I mean, it's not like I've scouted Benfica matches from two years ago, but from what, you know, I, I gather from what I've read, I mean, it seems like he was, he, he could be attack-minded at times. Uh, when he was at Benfica, you know, he was 18 years old at that time. So, you know, whether that's really super relevant or not, um, you know, I think it's, okay, like I guess the boring answer is like wait and see. I mean, he's I, really <laughs> yeah, intriguing exactly. at 5 million. And, well.
0: Yeah, similarly, uh, Rutosh Kushiker online asked, does Renato Sanchez move to Swansea mean FPL darling uh, Tom Carroll will see his playing time reduced? And the way I would answer that question about Tom Carroll is exactly what you're saying, Josh. Is You have to wait and see, because especially, uh, and we can talk about Wilfred Boney in a little bit, but Boney comes in, Sanchez comes in. They're lacking a lot of goal threat, a lot of goal intent. Even with Tammy Abraham and uh, Jordan Ayew, Clement is going to change a lot. He's going to change everything with these new signings. Right. So there's no way for us, as a couple of podcasters in Brooklyn, New York, to say <laughs> say for sure who's going to get the who's going to sure. get the thumbs up uh, in that yeah. next team sheet.
1: I guess, like, just to you know, so we don't spend too long on this guy. I mean, you know, he's an interesting player because as we said a minute ago there's a lot of people have these these third and fourth midfield options and they're struggling to find the right players for them um or you know to fill those spots i mean he's an interesting option he's very talented and it would be cool if he was playing in more of a guilty role um you know because he's he's affordable and they they need someone like that um i it does make me actually a little less i'm a little worried about tom carroll and i i don't know that he'll survive my wild card uh when i ultimately play it um I just don't know if there's enough goals in that squad, and even though Tom Carroll's on corners a lot of the time at least, um, do I think that he is, even as like a rotating fourth or fifth midfield, is, is he really worth it? I'm not, I'm not feeling as confident as I was. Uh, I mean, three consecutive blanks will do that to you, I guess, but I'm just feeling yeah. a little less confident in, in Carroll in general.
0: Yeah, Carroll hasn't come good in terms of FPL points. He has come good as a 4.5 million starter. And I sure. think that's kind of all we, I guess all we asked of him at the start. But I I would agree with you, Josh. He probably wouldn't sub- survive my wild card either. You've, you have other 4.5 midfielders that are starting to come to four.
2: Right. Have even
0: guys like Jack Cork, uh, going back to Swansea, Yeah, him at Burnley. He's, he's getting decent stats that would beat tom carroll at this point in the season exactly
1: i mean you know certainly there there are seasons that, you know i think last year was an example where it was very hard to be I mean, outside of etienne Capoue the first 10 weeks or so of the season you know it was by, by game week 10 or whatever there was just no 4.5 midfield options that were really reliable and so you were just like all right grab darren fletcher you know stick him in there and he'll get you an assist every 10 weeks or so you know on the yeah. off chance he, he he has to play for your team um but, you know, every year you have to kind of hold out hope that there's some 4.5 option. And um, it was like we've all kind of settled comfortably into Tom Carroll, but I don't know that he's, really, um, that he's really the best option. But
0: Can I stick a brief caveat in here? Sure. Perhaps these signings like Sanchez and Boney unlock the best of Tom Carroll that we haven't seen, and suddenly uh, he's popping in crosses for assists every which way but loose.
1: It's certainly possible. Brandon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about possibilities. Likelihoods, that's a whole other podcast.
1: Right. So I wouldn't, I would, you know, if I was wildcard right now, I would not be bringing Ronaldo Sanchez in. So that's, mm-hmm. if, if that is a concern or if that's something you're thinking about, uh, I wouldn't do it personally.
0: Yeah, for sure. A hard wait and see on this guy. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's take the next two together. Uh, Serge Aurier uh, and Davidson Sanchez uh, both joined Spurs uh, for uh, mm-hmm. quite, a, quite a lot of money. Yeah. Um, uh, Aurier had uh, five goals and 15 assists in 81 games with PSG. Uh, he's a 24 year old Ivory Coast international. He's priced at six million. Uh, Davidson Sanchez, uh, seven goals and two assists in 47 games for Ajax. But again, this is the Dutch league, so you have to take all goals with a grain of salt. That's right. Uh, and he is a 21 year old Colombian international. Um, so Oriye is probably going to slot, you know, right into the, um, the Trippier role. Uh, you know, Trippier has been super, you know, I wonder if he really regrets rushing back from his ankle injury because, uh, you know, yeah. he didn't play well in game week two or three. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's kind of turned into a dream season for Trippier into a nightmare season for him. A couple injuries, mistakes, and then uh, they bring in a transfer that is right. is basically like going to be sleeping in his bed.
1: Feeling that he was responsible for the the Chris Wood goal, uh, the equalizer. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, that's an open and shut case right there. Yeah, so it's so it's just kind of seeing how how long they need to get Aarir fit and into the uh, the way that Spurs defense works.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a chance that he he slots in almost immediately. Um, so I I'm looking at so I actually. I have uh, Danilo in my squad right now, yeah. and uh, you know Danilo has to go. Um, probably, I mean, I I wouldn't even play him in game week four. Uh, not 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 against Liverpool. Um, I mean, I guess I, I, I don't know. I guess you, you could because he, he, he does attack a little bit. But
0: yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll preview all the fixtures. We'll talk coming about up. that later. <laughs> <But> <laughs> my, head will, my head will immediately start spinning when we get to that first match.
1: But Spurs, you know, they, they play away to Everton in uh, game week four, but then they have this, um, you know, really amazing run from game week five on, and so I'm really hoping that Davidson Sanchez, or excuse me, Serge Aurier, uh, you know, slots right into the squad because I would love to bring him in. Um, as my uh, as my replacement for Danilo, so yeah, uh, so we'll see. He's the one I'm most excited about. Um, Davidson Sanchez. I'm a little. Um, I'm, I'm not. Is he like an instant starter for that team? I mean, another I this they is a fortune it, for him.
0: It's a really compelling transfer for exactly that reason because you have this elite Belgian pairing back there with uh, Toby A and uh, Vertonghen and why would you break those guys up? I mean, there's an argument that Vertonghen is maybe getting a little old, but still the that Belgian connection that they have and they've been the most elite center back pairing in the league arguably for the last few years. So this idea that they bring in Sanchez to break that up seems strange. So my my yeah. assumption is he's brought in for like elite level coverage in case there's an injury or three or- at the back. Or th- or three at the black three at the back, maybe there is some concern that uh, that these guys need a little competition. That um, Spurs should have should not let a single goal in all season, and and the fact that they're making so many mistakes, they need a little bit of, of fire under them.
1: Yeah, I, I don't really know. I mean, I guess it's a yeah, it's a lot of money to spend on a depth player. So it makes me think that. Just given what we know about about Spurs and how they spend their money, they don't they don't throw around forty million for, yeah. for center backs very often. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting to see what what happens there. I mean, I guess of the two, I feel a little more confident that that Aurier is going to um, is going to slot you know right into that team. But um, yeah,
0: and if he's yeah. playing off on the wing, it's a quicker. Uh... Path to FPL points as opposed to just hope praying for clean sheets and BPS.
1: Exactly, and they're the same price anyway. So, um, but I would definitely wait at least one week uh, just to yeah. see how things look. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, interesting options there. Um, the next one is uh, Jose Isqueredo, uh who joined. Brighton. Oh,
0: nice. I, I wonder if we'll get any tweets about that pronunciation. <clears throat> I'm feeling sure really good about it.
1: I'm sure we will. Uh, he is a 25 uh, year old Colombian international. Uh, 16 goals and 3 assists in 34 games uh, for Club Bruges. He's a 6 million midfielder. And, Brennan, I don't know if you know this, but Brighton don't score. (laughs) Well,
0: I mean, uh, Davey Proper actually scored a brace for Netherlands over the international break. So maybe there are goals on their way to Brighton. So just sit tight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they they, they keep bringing in these... It's like they just keep bringing in wingers and there's like there's no one to actually there's 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 no forwards, and so I don't know if I don't know Chris Huton, I don't think he's like renowned as a as a legendary you know legendarily innovative manager, but I wonder if he's thinking about going with a with a strikerless formation and just playing all of these creative midfielders up front together uh and just hoping that somehow someone scores some goals
0: I mean bringing in a colombian international that that is flair that I have not seen. You know, seeing what little of brighton i have this far this season they they're like the least flash team in the league right uh so you know maybe we maybe this is exactly what they need but but for the love of god don't buy this guy <laughs> i wish he wasn't six million i mean <laughs> that's such a ridiculous price yeah. tag for you, i mean that yeah. the fpl towers must expect big things from him I mean, he must they yeah. must be expecting him to lead some sort of attack for Brighton at that price tag.
1: When you've got someone like Richarlison or um, uh, Aaron Moy who are putting and up, to, or Tom Ince even at six million, if yeah. he if he ever clicks into gear. But Moy Moy and Richarlison in particular are you know they're already delivering points and yeah. their underlying stats are good. You know, so right. it's it's really hard to look to look at his career unless you're just I don't know like a huge Brighton fan or something. Um, but you know maybe he's one to keep an eye out for, right? Uh, you know I wish he was I wish he was cheaper.
0: Yeah. All right. That That's enough of the attack, Josh. Let's get back to defense. <laughs> okay. I'm going to talk about my beloved center back position and Wesley Hote coming to Southampton. This guy's played 61 games. This guy played 61 games for Lazio last season, or the last two seasons. Wouldn't that be amazing if he played 61 <laughs> games in one season?
1: Yeah, that's the way that uh, Wenger used to play Jack Wilshire before he got injured. It was just like <laughs> you play him three times a week. <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, what Hote did for Lazio in two seasons—that was four goals and one assist. He's a 23-year-old, and if you if you couldn't tell by my pronunciation of Hoat, he is a Dutch international. So, we've got some major questions surrounding the center backs for Southampton. Our beloved guys Yoshida and Stevens, the like the the game time heroes from last the end of last season when uh-huh. Virgil Van Dijk got injured. We love these guys, nothing but love, sure, uh and here Hote comes in, also pressed at five on top of this, Josh, we have the question about what's going on with Virgil van Dyke, given that he didn't get the move that he wanted.
1: oh, it's a total mess i mean if i would I would be so anxious right now if I had already wildcarded, or if i if i just if i have you if I had Yoshida or Stevens, I would be very anxious right now because there is a very good chance, assuming that Van Dyke actually. Plays again for, for Southampton, and it would be it would be, know, just,
0: like, it would be suicide for Van Dyke to just say you know what I'm going to sit right. basically eighteen months of my at the peak of my powers out. It right,
1: exactly. Even, even just sitting out the fall, you know, I, I don't think it's going to happen. But, I mean, I guess we'll see. But the, I think there's a good chance that Houte and Van Dyke are the the starting center back pairing for that squad. I mean, you know, Stevens and Yoshida put up good fantasy numbers. But let's see. I mean, Stevens is like 21. I mean, this guy sh- shouldn't – I mean, I think he's really young. I don't know if he's uh, – 21, 22, something like that. Um, You, you know, these, she, Stevens shouldn't be playing every game week in theory. And Yoshida is a kind of a career backup, you know. So these guys are not yeah. like – these are not stars, Stevens no. and Yoshida. They're fantasy stars. <laughs> what good
0: is a starter on Southampton if there isn't the the looming specter of being sold to Liverpool? Uh, so yeah. Yoshida never playing for Liverpool. So <laughs> yank him think, out of that starting eleven.
1: I don't think you pay pretty big money for a for a Syria. You know, uh, guy who's played sixty one games for Syria the last two seasons uh you know, very tough defensive league and not and not plan to slot him in pretty much right off the bat.
0: Yeah, so God, that's this is just bad news for Southampton owners. I guess we both are, we both bought in when, on Ryan Bertrand. So Yeah, the safe. sweet safety,
1: thank goodness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Cedric Suarez, he, he remains safe as the window closes. So he's still another option for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And ha I mean point five million cheaper and um yeah, a pretty good than, option than Bertrand. He just doesn't doesn't quite have the um doesn't quite have the goal threat of Bertrand.
0: Right. Okay, Oliver Burke is next, and what a head on this guy. He's just got those beautiful ears and that floppy <laughs> haircut. Um, he looks like a player that that you want to love, and uh, a lot has been made of him coming from Red Bull Leipzig. He's a young English player, or Scottish player. Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> um, 20 years old, plays off on the right wing and uh, with an eye toward goal. So... I guess the, the debate here is what happens to guys like Brunt. Right. Uh, if Burke is introduced, does Brunt get per pushed back? Does he get pushed forward? And it looks like, in all likelihood, Burke is playing in front of Brunt. At least just... Uh, Physically on the yeah.
1: field, and you know this, this transfer actually already went through. I think he only played like three minutes or something uh, last week, uh, right? Like in the his his first game with the squad. I think he came on like yes,
0: in. yeah, he came on as a late game sub. He didn't really do anything, right? Um, but uh, I I think just the fact that he's already getting on the pitch so quickly after the move came in in West Brown, you would guess that Pulis has has an idea of how he wants to use him. I mean, uh, yeah. See, Last season, scored five goals, four assists. So there's there's some potential there.
1: Yeah, there's some potential there. I think that um, there's probably some Scottish uh, listeners who who could who could weigh in on Burke a little better than we can. Uh, you know, he's only twenty, uh, so you wonder if he's if he's an every week starter. Um, so um, yeah, message us on on Twitter, or Facebook, and let us know uh, if if you're out there and you're and you're a Scot or maybe you're not a Scot at all. Maybe you're just an American like us and you've got strong. Maybe opinions you're an American named Scott. <laughs> you're an American Scott and you have strong opinions on Oliver Burke, if you do, uh, let us know. Um, you know, it's, it's also – it's West Brom. I mean, they're just – you know, the, the goals come from their center backs. So, you know. The yeah. uh, Jay Rodriguez did score. I will – you know, I'll give Jay Rodriguez a little credit.
0: I would uh, – I'm rooting for Jay this season to get something going. He's not – he will not be in my FPL squad, but I, I'm just – he's a guy I generally like to root for. A
1: lot of injury problems. Uh all right uh next one I'm excited about it's uh Nikola Vlasic uh he is the heir to the Vlasic pickle dynasty You beat me to the pickle joke. Josh. Well done. <laughs> bravo. Uh that's why that's why I started with that. I I, I took that announcement uh, so <laughs> away from you. Well um uh, he is a uh, attacking mid. I mean, we don't have to talk about him too much. He's 19 years old. Um, he, had, he was uh, only
0: 19. Uh,
1: <laughs> he had four goals and eight assists on uh, 30 appearances on the Croatian league last year. Uh, he's 5.5 million midfielder. Um, I think he's just uh, you know he's one for the future, but he's uh, you know one to keep an eye on nonetheless, right? Because we saw with with Tom Davies last year that um, that Coman's very willing to play young players.
0: Definitely. Um, still waiting to get that uh, season pass for the Croatian league. Then I may might be able to speak more. you have
1: been talking about doing it on and off for for yeah, years. It's now. so expensive. Yeah, it's too expensive.
0: I've got to get like a uh, a sixty <laughs> foot dish on top of my building in order to get the,
1: <laughs> yeah, the season pass. You got you got to call the super. It's just it's too much work. <laughs>
0: All right, Josh. I don't like how you got away from West Brom so fast. Let's <laughs> go back. Let's do it. Uh, let's go back. We we have to talk about Gregor's. Uh, yeah, you're such a jerk to stick me with this one. <laughs> Grzegorz, I think that's what we'll say. We'll call him Greg. Yep. Greg Yeah, uh, He is a defensive midfielder. It doesn't really have much bearing on the FPL game. But just um, background on him, he's a Polish international. Uh, Two assists last season, and he is priced at 5.0.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I actually only bring him up just to say that you probably shouldn't uh plan on bringing him in. Uh I, I, he's highly regarded and so you may have read about him uh during the transfer window as a close, but um he's not uh although, you know, maybe I don't know. He's 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 tall, so maybe, you know, if you took coverage tall, for
0: whenever uh, Jakob puts in his <laughs> next leg-breaking challenge on somebody.
1: Exactly. If you're if you're a tall player at West Brom, there's always a chance you can score some goals. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Okay, so next up, it's another defender, David Zapacosta. Right. And uh, he is coming in for um, for Chelsea. He plays on the right, uh, a wing player, and he's coming in from Torino where he had five assists and one goal. And the player you're suggesting is on the chopping block here is Victor Moses.
1: Well, it's certainly possible. Uh, I think that he's probably brought in as uh, competition for Moses, possibly a replacement for Moses – um, I mean, Moses is, uh, an interesting player, you know, he had a pretty good season last year. He's not a great finisher. Um, and he's not even really, a, you know, he's not even great with, with assists. I mean, at least from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, he's, I mean, he, yeah, I, I think he's a, he's, a, he can be a, a bit of a creator, you know, like in a general sense, but he's not really, um, he's not kind of laying him up the way that, um, <laughs> the way that you kind of want from your, you know, like in a, in a, in a. You know, in a wingback formation, you really want, you know, that that trippier type player. You know, someone can just, you know, send it in a laser cross. Absolutely. I do
0: like the uh, just the cut of Zappacosta. He looks like a real bastard.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about the Zappacosta thing. So let, let's see. You know, Zappacosta's a wait and see, but uh we're just, you know, we're doing our due diligence here, man. We're being so thorough. This is like I know, yeah. real yeah. knowledge, you know. Once... Two or three times a year, we do some actual work, you know, for the podcast, and this is one of those episodes.
0: Fire up the old Wikipedia. <laughs> Boom. Price tag: six million. Six million. That's a chunk of change to throw it on somebody that you've actually never seen play before.
1: It is. It is exactly. Although we said the same thing about Marcus Alonzo last year, so you know, who knows? Yeah. Wow. Uh, key contributors. Uh, okay, so I, I the next section. The, the, those are the players that are new to the league. Uh, the next section, I'm calling uh, key contributors. These are players that are moving from. Uh, from one squad, from, you know, one squad in the league to another, um, that we think actually, you know, have a pretty good chance to be a regular starter in the squad. Um, do you want to you want to start us off here, Brandon?
0: Mamadou Sacco. He uh moved, moved, made his move back to Crystal Palace. He was much beloved by Palace fans last season. I think you their uh, the dynamic of their defense really changed when Sacco got plugged into that lineup. So now he's back. He had a little bit of a price drop. <laughs> Uh, It's down to four point nine million. Crystal Palace is a complete mess right now, so stay stay (laughs) Stay away away. from them. But Sako is is good news for Palace.
1: It is, yeah. If someone walks up to you and says, "Have you heard the good news?" Uh, They probably are not a Jehovah's Witness. They're just excited to talk to you about Mamadou (laughs) Sako. Uh, Kieran Gibbs uh, moving from uh, Arsenal, where he's been, he's been stuck behind uh, the Nacho Man for for a couple of years now.
0: Can you imagine living your life in Nacho Manreal's <laughs> shoulder? Or sh- uh, I can't in imagine injected. <laughs> it's like, inner, like, like you're in the movie Innerspace.
1: Space. It's like Zeus, <laughs> just know, living,
0: <laughs> living in his shadow, the shadow of Nacho. Not a place you want to be.
1: No, it really, it really isn't. Um, and uh, the che- Nacho cheese everywhere. It's just, <laughs> I like Gibbs. I feel like anytime Gibbs,
0: or most of the time when Gibbs got a substitution appearance, or by luck of the draw, he actually got a start under Wenger. He always looked really seasoned, and yeah. I'm I'm excited to see him actually get a run out at West Brom. Sort of, it's sort of uncertain how he looks under Tony Pulis because I can you yeah. imagine a more night and day managerial style?
1: Yeah, it's but he's you know Keiren is known for being a you know solid professional. I actually think he's going to fit pretty well at that squad. I mean, he's not he's not from Northern Ireland, so that's always you know that's one big strike against him, but. <laughs> uh, that aside, he, uh, I, you know, he's five billion. So I, I wish he was a little, I wish he had dropped like, you know, 0. 0.2 or something. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's a lot of talk. Hagazi levels. He's, yeah. Exactly, Higazi level. I'm a little worried about Hagazi now, man, after conceding that, that equalizer. Uh, so he is, uh, although I think Macaulay is still out. So I think we're safe with Higazi. Yeah. Yeah. A, he's safe. For Uh, so he, uh, there's a lot of talk that he's going to replace, that Gibbs is going to replace Alan Nyam. Um, which uh certainly seems possible. I mean, you know, pull was, was was in and out of the s-
0: <laughs> I <laughs> would call Niam. uh his play was Nyaminal
1: <laughs> He was in and out of the squad a little bit last year. Uh you know, he left for the African Cup of Nations and then he kinda earned his spot back and um I had him in my squad uh for way too long while like every well <laughs> while you were getting the goal a week from Macaulay. I was getting, I was getting, late, getting ghost so Macaulay stupid. goals. Yeah. Though there was a legendary
0: week last season when Nyam got the—he started on the bench. There was an injury. He came on, still got his 60 minutes, and a clean sheet after they had conceded a goal while Nyam was on the bench. And then he ended up with, I think,
1: three bonus or something like that. Two bonus. Yeah, it was a great moment. It was a great—one of the best (laughs) eight-pointers I've ever had. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. You know, Kieran Gibbs— I mean, they, they paid, you know, a decent amount of money for him. I, I don't think he would have left Arsenal to be a backup. Uh, no. And, you know, you have to assume that they have conversations. Um, you know, the intermediaries or whatever are like, listen, I'll go to West Brom, but you've got to – I expect to start right off the bat. For so sure. I think I Njam think could actually move around as a fullback, too. So, you, you know, you could – because Brunt right now is kind of playing out of position. It's, it's kind of a mess in that, in that back line right now. With the How far choice.
0: forward would you, would you put Alan Yom? Uh, Would you move him all the way up to central attacking mid?
1: I'd move him all the way up into the stands, into those first <laughs> round <right>. stands. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's I mean, he's a pretty good crosser of the ball. I mean, speaking of... Yes. Yeah, sure, had a
0: nice assist Olympics. last game week.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. I mean, it, it's crazy right now what's going on with West Brom. Like, they have so much squad depth all of a sudden. Yeah. Like Yeah,
0: it's... Yeah, they've
1: it's done a just, lot of good work in the in the offseason. Yeah.
0: Speaking of doing great work... Kevin Vimmer to Stoke uh, took a pr- – how did Kevin Vimmer take a price hit? He's down to $4.4 What did. is going on in this? The market is moving in mysterious <laughs> ways. If there's action on Kevin Vimmer.
1: Someone, so, someone took a punt. <laughs> I think there's a good chance that Kevin Vimmer is going to be starting pretty much right off the bat. Um, and so we, we all kind of know that the fixtures were – I don't know if we all know that. You and I know. Um, I think we all know, don't we? Everybody does. Everybody does. That, uh, this is like a really dangling modifier. Uh, that's, sure, it's a that's, great
0: Leonard Cohen song as well. Everybody
1: knows. <laughs> uh, Stoke had a pretty tough uh, red of fixtures start the season. It, it continues for a couple more weeks. Um, as a rotational option, though, he actually is a pretty good option starting in game week five. Um they play Newcastle in game week five uh, away, and then they play Southampton at home in game week seven. And then from game weeks nine through thirteen, they play Bournemouth, Watford, Leicester, Brighton, and Crystal Palace. Um, and you know, there's like, we actually Stoke have not looked too bad. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like it's kind oh, of a mix. I, I think
0: they, they, I think they've looked a lot better than expected.
1: Exactly. And you know, in Hesse, um, you know, it seems like he's really you know energized that midfield. Um, so. Yeah, I think I think I would think about Vimmer uh much more seriously than I than I thought I would have, you know. I mean the the whole Stoke defense, I think I'm a little more part of it's just that Jack Butlin is such a great goalkeeper that
0: yeah, you right. know,
1: he's really gonna keep them in matches and um you know, he's 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 gonna save a couple of clean sheets for, for the for the defense this year. So yeah. um yeah, I, I, I think like, you're I right. Like Vimmer.
0: Yeah, and the wild card too, you're right. Like four point four is an enabling price tag that'll allow you if, if Vimmer, as we expect, is a solid starter, that's going to free up uh, necessary funds
1: for you at four point four. One point one million cheaper than uh, Kurtzuma. All right, we we've got two more to go here. Uh, oh wait, actually, well, yeah, two more in this. God, this is a long. This is a lot of knowledge, Brandon. Uh, I could
0: just, I could just drop in some, uh, some breakup. Some, some breakup music. Just <laughs> you can drop in a bumper whenever you want.
1: All right, let's do it uh, in, in, in 30 seconds here. Uh, first, though, Alex Oxley-Chamberlain to Liverpool. Uh, this, is, this is a move that was talked about a lot, but I'm actually not sure that it has massive fantasy implications.
0: No, probably not. I mean, we did see a lot of rotation with Liverpool toward the end of last season. Um, he's cheap, which is great. I mean, he's, you know,
1: he's $6 million.
0: There are, but there are, there are like a handful of cheap midfield options that might be more assured of starts. Do you think Emery Chan is less assured of playing of minutes than Alex Oxlade
1: Chamberlain? I, I don't. And I, Okay, I have two problems with Oxlade Chamberlain. And I, I, don't know, I don't know how you feel about this. So here, here are my two problems. My first one is that he can't shoot, my second problem is that he can't cross the ball. And so <laughs> I, I do wonder if that's going to create problems at Liverpool. He can run. Can run, that's true. He can run, and
0: he can try. He He loves to try.
1: Everyone seems to like him. He's he's like an intelligent guy who people like, but he can't shoot and he can't cross, and so it doesn't make for a great fantasy asset.
0: Yeah, I had mentioned on our Twitter feed that pictures of Alex Oxley chamberlain doing his medical (laughs) at Anfield, uh, and and his sort of boyish, innocent face gave me this this overpowering sensation of when you leave a toxic workplace for a new job (laughs) and a sense of relief that you have. Right. So definitely definitely rooting for the Ox here. Sure. But we've spent the last two podcasts talking about how to invest in the Liverpool midfield. And we're talking Mo Salah, we're talking uh, Sadio Mane, and we have to be talking about Philippe Coutinho, given that he didn't get the move that he wanted. Not to mention the money we're spending on Firmino up front. So there's just no way... Chamberlain enters into that conversation because now you're now you're starting to look at guaranteed starters in the yeah. six million market.
1: Coutinho is down to eight point eight million. I mean that is so ridiculous. Like once yeah. he actually starts to play for that team. Uh, all right. So uh, last but not least, Sam Klukas to Slonzy. This is the one that I know you're most excited about, Brandon. It was tell the me, dream. It was the dream move. Yeah. Tell me why this this major summer. He's not terrible, but... Uh... No, he's. we talked earlier, he's a, he's a wide player. He's 5 million. Uh, he had three goals and one assist for Hull last year. Um, you know, I think he already... He, I think he played all 90 minutes last week, actually. So, um, so you know, honestly, if I were... If I wanted one... Because Swansea actually have a pretty good run of fixers coming up. And if I wanted one midfielder or attacker on Swansea, I would actually probably go with Klukas over... Um, over Sanchez or over Carroll, and he's, he's he's half a million cheaper than Fur. So I guess I would go for him over Fur as well. Yeah, Swansea is. I'm excited to
0: see how they look in a couple weeks' time because right. these they're definitely signing up in the right positions. All yeah. attacking moves.
1: They they really are. So, but but first, Brandon, before we get to this part two, we have a, it's a very long part one. Uh, but the final section is called "Will They Get Minutes?" and we start off with with your boy. Wilford well, Boney. Bonnie Prince Boney. Uh, moving back, back to Swansea. Uh, it's been a minute for Boney. Yeah, ate him, almost ate himself out of the league. Um, <laughs> he's uh, $6 million, uh, Two goals and no assists last year. Uh, has has looked basically terrible for two and a half seasons. Yeah. Um, what are <laughs> we now having is- visions
0: of Wilford Boney being the new spokesperson for Subway
1: sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... Wilford Boney basically sucks and he sucked for a while now. Um there's and I don't mean to um I, I know I like we, for example, we have this um not for example, uh, we have this uh uh our friend Leo Howell on Twitter, um, is he's a big Swansea supporter and he and I were going back and forth on uh Twitter a little bit about last week about, about Boney and he's like, Well, he's they need someone like he's basically like they need someone like Boney and so there's a good chance he's gonna start and actually and score some goals. Oh I, yeah, I mean that's Sorry, go ahead, Josh. Oh, and he's a good penalty taker, but I don't think he scores more than five goals this year, even if he's playing week in and week out.
0: Well, I mean the fact that Lorente goes to Spurs is which we're gonna jump on in a couple in a couple minutes here, means for me definitely Boney starts and bit plays like 90 minutes every game.
1: Right, would he you bring s- in Wilford Boney?
0: Maybe. I mean, really? I think oh. I think he definitely scores more than five goals this season. Oh, and nice. on top of that, he'll be on penalties. I do agree that anytime he got onto the field for Stoke or for Manchester City, it was a joke. It was he, a total joke. He
1: was gasping for breath every time he crossed <laughs> the midway line.
0: But this is this is what I go to. I go to the social media test. Swansea's Instagram has been all bony all the time. It's like he's going to be playing at uh, you know Shea Stadium next week or something right, like that. Right. He's I, he is he's the star of the show now. Get used to it. He's gonna I I bet he posts ten goals by the end of the season. All right.
1: Well Steve well, Hagen and Eric Freeman both asked about Boney, and Steeg and Eric, I have to tell you from from my lips to God's ears, stay away from Wilford Boney. Uh Brandon loves him, huge supporter, <laughs> thinks he's gonna score 30 goals this year. I, I don't see it happening. I think I think five goals tops.
0: Hey, hashtag Boney for Boney. That's how <laughs> that's how I'm feeling. Right Bonnie now.
1: the Bonnie Prince Boney. We'll see what happens. <laughs>
0: uh yeah. I I mean I'm not gonna I'm am i I'm sitting on Calvert Lewin right now. I can't even <laughs> afford to bring Boney in. Uh, but, uh, watch this
1: space. All right, we we have to go faster. Here. This is this is such a long. I hope this is good knowledge for people, though. All right, uh, I I learned something putting all putting these stones together. Uh, Tim Kroll to Brighton, he's four million. Do you think he replaces Matthew Ryan? No. Uh, you don't think so?
0: No, he doesn't. He's a backup.
1: Okay, all right. I I mean, so,
0: yeah, he, he was playing at AZ Alkmaar last season, he's been doing the like victory lap welcome home in the dutch league and i love cool guy cruel he's one we'll of my faves
1: i cool, we'll love cool guy cruel he's a good guy uh if he starts then obviously as ian walker points out he would be paired with elliott and you'd have two goalkeepers for eight million so uh you know it'd be like, great if it'd be pretty baller yeah and and brighton you know they keep a lot of clean sheets at home so um i would probably i might even prefer him over rob elliott Um, but let's, let's, let's wait and see with, with Tim Krull. uh, Danny Drinkwater to Chelsea. I just, I brought this one up, you know, he only had one goal and one assist last year, uh, but he did have three goals and eight assists in the 15, 16 season. Uh, he's only 4.9 million. And if he can earn a regular starting spot for Chelsea, I actually think he's kind of an interesting option. Yeah, Um, I agree. Yeah. Especially if Fabregas gets injured.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. If there, it does this does this transfer actually make Fabregas a much more viable FPL asset cuz does this transfer tell you that they're planning to start Fabregas and then bring Drinkwater in as a like for like sub in the 75th minute when Fabregas ultimately starts to get tired?
1: It's possible. I mean, they, they spent 35 million on Drinkwater, so I I I mean, I do think they plan to play him, you know, fairly regularly, but Yeah, there uh,
0: there is a question of if, if is is it like money for a homegrown player to help Help sort of like keep that
1: right. situation
0: yeah. at bay. Good point. But, yeah. but still, on top of that, when does drink water go for any less than thirty-five?
1: Right, uh, Fernando Llorente to, to Spurs. Um, you know, unfortunately, this is kind of the end. of Fernando Llorente as an FPL asset. Yeah, it
0: was fun while it yeah. lasted.
1: If Harry Kane gets uh, injured, then sure, consider him. But uh, he's a seven point four million backup now.
0: He well, he's he's like a cheaper version of Olivier Giroud, where. Mm-hmm. I, I can see many situations than when Lore- if Lorente comes in at the 80th minute, and he gets a gets a headed goal off of a set piece, yeah, I can see that happening frequently. But my he's God, I don't gonna spend okay. that money on him.
1: All right, I, I, I propose a bet to you, Brandon. I think that even as a backup, Fernando Lorento is going to score more fantasy points than Wilfred Boney this year. Uh, I'll take that bet. All right, I bet you uh, one American dollar. It's on
0: the table right now.
1: All right. Let's see what happens. Let's take a break, Brandon.
0: I'm going to need to take a break to (laughs) think about that bet I just made.
1: Same old podcast,
0: always cheating. Okay, Josh, let's take a minute to talk about Starting Eleven, which is the new daily fantasy app for your iPhone or Android phone. And Josh, we've had a lot of fun playing starting 11 since the season launched, and it has introduced all sorts of new ways to play the fantasy game while you actually watch live matches. So Daily Fantasy is you can play starting 11 any day on which there are two or more Premier League matches happening. I can challenge you, Josh. You can challenge me. You can jump into a big pool of players around the world in case you want to play a bunch uh, against a bunch of strangers. Um, and the the new inventions that starting eleven is bringing to the table is you're putting in together a daily squad with no budget. There are no constraints. Josh, who is a player that you want to have in your FPL squad, but you can't afford?
1: Oh, or I like basically everyone in Everton. Uh, it, I mean, it, I can afford them, but I just can't like figure out how to work them into my team.
0: Yeah. So there you go. You you can play almost every player on Everton on your starting eleven squad. You just have to have a makeup of at least a player from three different squads playing that that day and the more the the even more exciting innovation from starting 11 are these three live in-game substitutions that you make so say josh you you start gilfie sigurdsson because you love you love uh everton but they're having a bit of a rough go of it gilfie sigurdsson uh hobbles off in the 58th minute who who would you sub in for gilfie sigurdsson Maybe Tom Davies or something like that. Yeah, so how about do, my, my we, new guy, Vlasic,
1: of the, uh, the the Pickle Man?
0: There you go. Bring in the Pickle Man. And suddenly you're getting all the points that the Pickle Man is earning for the rest of that. So you're making these types of decisions that managers are making in real time on the sidelines. So it's a really great immersive way to play and uh, and get into the game. So, how can people download the Starting 11 app, Josh?
1: Uh You can just go right to it's Starting 11, and that's the, the numbers 11, uh, that is 1, 1, not XI. Um, and you can go to starting11.io, or you can get a link right there. Uh, but you can also just go to the, your iOS store or the Android store, and uh, it's very easy. It'll pop right up. Uh, if you want to challenge the us to matches, including this very upcoming weekend for Game Week 4, uh, all you have to do is message us on Twitter or Facebook uh, or send us an email, uh, hailcheaters at com, and we will play you. We've actually challenged, uh, God, it's been like a half dozen, maybe maybe actually getting closer to a full dozen uh, yeah, yeah. In the last a uh, few weeks. So, um definitely look us up and yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Uh and scoring
0: on starting 11 is kind of wild. I mean, you're getting points for shots off target, shots on target, passes complete, passes made, tackles, dribbles and uh it's it my your score is going to be like closer to 200 points than than say uh what did I get last week? 30 points. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about that. All right, so uh Dig back in the archives, we've got a special interview with co-founder of Starting Eleven, Thomas Braun, where you can get more information about Starting Eleven. But yeah, as Josh said, just visit Starting StartingEleven.io for more information and DM us to challenge the cheaters.
1: That's right. Brandon, let's get right back into – now Now that, now that our, our hour-long transfer roundup is, is completed, uh, let's get right into our post-transfer week questions. Uh, we're actually – we're going to have to cut a few questions. We've got a ton of questions this week. We're going we're to cut things a little bit for time. Uh, I'll try to answer some of those questions on Twitter and Facebook, though. Uh, but what I want to talk about right now, Brandon, are third and fourth midfielders, uh, FPL Canton America – uh, FPL Doctor, Joe Pilgrim, Moshi Davidovich, uh, all had different questions about third and fourth mids. Um, FPL Captain America said, can you talk about budget midfield picks, including Atsu, Richie, Brady, Nockert, Ince, Phillips, Gross, Moy, etc. <laughs> They're so all there. I think there. we should spend a good hour or two right now, Brandon, just on each of those players, one player each. one play- One hour for one player.
0: Okay, so I want to talk... I want to talk an hour about uh, Maddie Phillips.
1: Right, right. So let's let's do Maddie Phillips, and then uh, come back next week, and we'll do an hour on Christian Natsu and, and so on. <laughs> you know, what's amazing is he list he listed a ton of players, and and then uh, there was another response from NFL Doctor, where he talked about uh, Richarlison and Hesse uh, as well, which weren't even a part of that list. I mean, there are just an absolute boatload of options in that kind of. Let's say six million to four point five million range. How come uh, Eddie
0: and Kapoo isn't in any of these lists? That dude even scored a goal and nobody cared. I it's know.
1: like if Kapoo scores a goal now, doesn't make a sound. Was it? Was it because he went twenty two weeks without any goals or assists last year? Was yeah, that?
0: He's he's got to build up a little more goodwill. Yeah, yeah, I accept that.
1: Yeah. So okay, who are your? Um, okay, the, the the reason this is so important is because for a lot of us right now, we, I, I have a very expensive forward line. As I believe you do as well. Uh, I've got Kane, uh, Lukaku, and Firmino as my as my three forwards. And uh, yeah, and I'm
0: running Kane and Lukaku, but uh, Calvert Lewin is is kind of forcing me into a three-five-two, Right. Um, given the uncertainty of his start. So this question is almost even more important for me.
1: Sure. And, and the, you know, but the the real constant here is a lot of teams, many of us, I'd say most of us who are listening to this podcast, have Kane and Lukaku, right? I mean, not everybody, yeah. but a lot of us do. Uh, even, if it's, even if it's, you know, uh, Lukaku and... Uh, Murata or something like that, right? You've got like 20, 22, 23 million tied up in, in just two players, uh, if not more. Um, and if you've got someone like Firmino, you've got 30 million at plus uh, tied up in three players. So you need, you can't just have those three players and then have a stacked midfield and a stacked defense, right? You have to find space somewhere. And yeah. I think for most most of us, we're looking at that third and fourth midfield slots, maybe even fifth midfield slot as a place to find some value.
0: Yep. I, I, I'm i having trouble look. I, I like a lot of these players, but what I'm not seeing here is guaranteed consistency with any of these players. And that's that's my big concern about really recommending anybody here. Um, I think Robbie Brady is somebody that I was kind of looking at as an interesting move to Burnley in the offseason. And he's come through, but if I stack Robbie Brady's stats against Aaron Moy. Moy comes out uh marginally ahead as a better FPL asset, but these guys are all sort of like even Steven right, right. now. And I, I think you know, talking about playing your wild card two or three or four weeks from now, that's when you really want to have this conversation because none of this is, is certain.
1: So let's think about this a couple different ways. I mean I, I think that when you you, you, you like I think these midfielders can be put into different categories. I think that you have players that are slightly unknown and potentially explosive, right? Players that we just haven't have never played in the league before and we don't know what to expect with them. And I think that uh Richarlison, Hesse and Moy are like the three who really stand out in that category. Yeah. Uh, and then you have players who we kind of know what we're getting with them, right? Like players like Matt Ritchie and Robbie Brady. I mean, Robbie Brady's been kicking around the league forever. Right, yeah. I mean, like for years and years, Robbie Brady has been like doing his kind of Robbie Brady thing, you know, like four. He's, goals he's had a trademark. Yes, yeah, it's it's, it's it's trademarked. I mean, he was at Whole City like three years ago, right? When they were the first time they were in the league was Steve Bruce. Yeah. So, I think he was on Norwich City at some point. Right. Exactly. So it's, you know, it's it's really like. Like you know, you're not going to get like 12 goals from Robbie Brady. You know, it's just like it's there's like really a really there's a ceiling to what you're going to get from him. But you also know that he's not going to be a complete flop either, right? He's not like a he's not a red card magnet. He's right going to get consistent minutes, and so it really depends on what you're looking for. I mean, I well, think from,
0: yeah, I I agree. And what are you looking for? Are you looking for goals, or are you looking for um, a little bit something that's a little more consistent? So if you're talking right. about Richarlson and Yessay, Yessay, Hesse, Hesse. Uh, I'll, I'll take your tweets at BSK Broiler. <laughs> um, these guys look like their their best route to FPL points will be scoring goals or getting assists in the box or something something like that. So you need these guys to do the most coveted thing in the game, and it's to score goals. And if guys like Richarlson and Hesse return on goals, then they're they're obviously the best assets. What is probably a safer bet is that guys like Moy and Brady, um, who are taking dead balls, corner kicks, that's a that's an easier pick for me in the early offing, because I know they're at least going to have assist potential.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm, you know, Richarlison, Hesse, and Moy, Richarlison and Hesse in particular, uh, you know, I'm just interested in them because these are filling my third midfield slot, and I feel like that slot just can't go to players who are going to get three points game week in and out, right? I need, yeah. I, I really, I'm looking for that, like, Robert Snodgrass player. Remember, you know, last mm-hmm. season, Robert Snodgrass was just this, you know, 5.5 million midfielder who was just, you know, you, 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 kind, of, you kind of carry your team, you know, for, for like, I mean, I, I kind of, he faded a little bit, but, you know, he had a good, like, 10-week run there. And so, you're hoping that might be a and hoping that might be Hesse. I mean, Hesse, I think, is, you know, we talked about Stokes Fixtures improving in a few game weeks, I and mean, I think he's a really interesting option, uh, just given what we've seen from him so far. Um, you know, yeah, the stats are amazing, right? I mean, the, everyone's excited about him because it's just like, it's not just that he's picked up points, it's that he's done all of the things that you'd want, you know, an attacking player to do. He's this 20-year-old Brazilian. I mean, it's just, it's, it's exciting to have a player like that in your squad.
0: Yeah, and, and Watford seems like a great team to take a punt on right now because... They they, they look a different team have a different mentality than they did last season. Right, and, uh, they really do. The it, prediction would be they're gonna have they're gonna have goals.
1: And then Moy is kind of actually the one who is maybe closest to Snodgrass. I mean I don't think he's on penalties. At least People don't think he is, uh, but it does seem like he's kind of in the engine room for that team, right? And he's the one who's really starting the attack and kind of putting the team in as, as to use all the. He's every cliche I can think of right, but he sort of puts the team on his back and you know scoring that goal in game week two I mean he's just like it does seem like you're probably going to get pretty consistent like at least at least assists from for Moy throughout the season
0: yeah, he's getting tons of of touches on the ball, I mean he is the fulcrum of that midfield right the the main concern with Moy right now is is he getting far enough up the pitch is he that is that goal that he scored against Newcastle a fluke or a sign of things right. to come.
1: Right. If you look at his heat maps, he's not like he's definitely not in attacking positions all the time, but he you know he's 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 on corners, you know, he's on a little set pieces. I mean he's definitely going to be throwing balls into the box a lot. So he's I think he will pick up assists.
0: Yeah. Joe Pilgrim points out Giselu for Stoke and also Tom Ince. They're both in the list for most shots on target. So that those are other stats to take into account I mean, I guess it depends on if you're a betting person or not, right, Josh? So Tom Ince, is, I feel like he comes up every time we talk about Huddersfield, but he's yet to really do anything right. in terms of FPL for Huddersfield. So are you getting ready to shell out $6 million for this guy just based on this stat?
1: Yeah, and he's like, and Ince is like, Matt Ritchie is in that same category where, you know, these guys have been in the league before, they didn't do anything, and they're really good in the championship, and... Is it just... I don't know. I mean, is it just that for whatever reason their skill set is is better suited to the championship, you know? And that when they come to the to the Premier League, it just does They don't, like... There's, some, there's something missing, or they're just, like... Yeah. They can't get shots. They can't get the, like, separation that they were able to get in the championship. I, I don't yeah. really know. Um, but it does seem like... I wouldn't really want Ince or Richie, for that matter. I just... I, I don't really... Feel good about their prospects this yeah. year.
0: Uh, a lot of these guys aren't haven't been involved in international duty. I think Robert Brady, Robbie Brady, probably was. But um, what generally happens is you get back from inter- international break, and that game week immediately following is kind of a dog. So I would implore people to kind of see if they can hold out for two game weeks to make any real judgment right. on any of these midfielders, just I, to see what they're made I, of.
1: I hope that someone starts to stand out for Brighton, because if you look at their fixtures from Game Week 4 through Game Week 12, they're, they're kind of insane. Like They basically only have one really difficult fixture, which is Arsenal away in Game Week 7. Otherwise, it looks really strong. There's a ton of home matches, and they have Davy Propper, Pascal Gross, and uh, Anthony Knockert, who was, was injured at the start of the season. If any of those three guys take off, it's a, it's a great option, and it just feels like rolling the dice, though, right? Like which, who's the midfielder you want on that team?
0: Enough of this, Josh. Let's talk about the the big dogs. Uh, we have a question from Inpoch We trust. How long will it take for Alexis Sanchez to reach peak FPL form? And I assume Hazard is the pick short term, but is Alexis the long term option? So here we are, Sanchez versus Hazard. These guys are now threatening to come into play in our FPL teams after uh, Hazard being injured and Sanchez being embroiled in all this transfer nonsense. What do you think here?
1: Yeah, I I I suppose I neither one is like immediately sending out to me as a player that I, I feel like I absolutely need to have. Um I mean Sanchez well first of all I mean Sanchez is just like insanely expensive, right? He's you know eleven point nine million. Um he doesn't want to be there. Uh, everything, I mean, Arsenal is like a complete mess right now, and like half the squad are like players who they like kind of half tried to sell in the, like the last day of the transfer window. I mean, it's just, it's a total disaster. Uh, but they do play Bournemouth, West Brom, Brighton, and Watford in four of the next five. So, uh, I mean, you know, he's like a total punt for a wild card. Like, I, I guess if I was like having a terrible season like off the bat and I was wild carding right now, uh, I might think about Sanchez um, as part of my squad because no one's going to have him. Uh, the potential is certainly there. I mean, he was the number one point getter in the FPL last season, um, so why not? You know. But I think that if you're um, if you're not feeling desperate yet, um, I guess I would probably wait and see.
0: I feel like we're in peak hazard territory here for FPL right now, given yeah. um, everyone's sort of crying out for a star that's not a Manchester United player to come to the fore. And I I personally need somebody to come fill in the KDB hole in my midfield. Hazard is just, he's perfect. Hazard has always been that perfect FPL player, and it's always been wishful thinking with him. You bring him in, and it's always a disaster. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he, he did get minutes for Belgium over the break, he scored a goal. I mean, he scored one of twenty goals that they scored against. Right. I don't know some some, some tiny Luxembourg little nation or
1: whoever it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so that doesn't really tell me anything. The assumption is that, that that Hazard comes right back into the starting lineup, but then again, I I'm not a huge fan of their fixtures coming up. They're playing Arsenal and Manchester City in the next four game weeks. But uh, and, and Stoke has not been a pushover at all. That's game week six. So to take that gamble at ten point five on Hazard, I do feel like I need to see him actually come into a match and do something yeah. before before I turn KDB into into Hazard.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's you know if you their fixtures get a lot better on game week eight, uh, and then they have a pretty nice long run of good fixtures from there. So um, yeah, I think I think I just would. I would wait on Hazard for a few more weeks. I mean, I think Sanchez is the, like, super expensive punt. But Hazard, yeah, I mean, Hazard could be a season keeper. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you're, it does make sense. I mean, do, you, do you think he'll play, like, 90 minutes off the bat, though, for Chelsea? Uh, like, uh, No,
0: yeah. he, Hazard is not a, above the, the substitution. He'll probably come out. And I could see him coming out around the seventy seventy fifth 75th minute, his first match. Yeah. Shane Deer out there says uh, what are your thoughts on Hazard is it too soon Shane currently has Hazard in his wild card team so i mean this is when we really put our money where our mouth is do you recommend Hazard if you're on a wild card is that a punt worth taking i mean you could you could fill so many players into a 10.5 <laughs> million hole right. if Hazard doesn't work out the first week boom you bring in Sadio Mane it's not a problem
1: yeah, that's true. Or I guess you could, it never really seems to work, but I guess in theory you could like have a 9 million player and keep 1.5 million on your, in the bank, you know, and you could bring him in next week or something. But like that never, somehow like something always goes wrong, right? Like you're never able to just like right. do that move. Right yeah, the
0: there's always another problem to fix. Yeah. All right, so Dave Baker is also echoing my sentiments about KDB. Dave says, looks like KDB has to go. Not sure whether to double up on Liverpool midfield or get Chelsea cover. Another question, is it too early for Hazard? Um, Also, this means for Dave that he would have zero City attacking players. So I guess this is a good way for us to transition into talking about which attacking players are we going without, and do we need to get specifically City and Chelsea?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't have any City attacking players right now, and I'm fine with it. I mean, who are you... Like who can you rely on in that team? I mean, surely you want to get rid of KDB Brandon at some point, right? I mean, he's not like he's not long for your squad.
0: No, not at all. It KDB at this point is a matter of um, do I want to burn four points going right. into game week four or not? Um, it looks like Miguel Britos might be first, but we could talk about my transfer later. Um, no, I, I have no problem going without city coverage. I totally agree. It's not that city aren't going to score goals. But right now there are a lot of rotation threats. See Kunaguero on the bench. And they haven't looked convincing. Those goals, when they get scored, are gonna be spread around.
1: Yeah. I mean I got a uh, so, Danilo assist last week, right? Yeah, and on knows? a Raheem
0: Sterling goal.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. What yeah. a disaster. I yeah. mean it
0: it does look like David Silva is could be a great bargain. Sure. Um priced at like eight point one, I think he he's at now. And yeah. Uh, if if he is as locked in as a starter as he appears to be, then 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 go for that maybe.
1: Yeah, I don't. So I guess to answer the question, I don't think it's too early for Hazard, but I I, I wouldn't be bringing him in personally. That's that's kind of where I come down on that.
0: All right, Josh, do you hear that sound?
1: I do. Wait, wait, hold on. Yep, I've got my I've, I've cupped my hands. I, I do hear uh-huh. the sound now.
0: There it is. That's uh, that that's ears, the lightning that round. It's the <laughs> lightning round. Of course, lightning is inaudible, as everybody knows. It should be called the thunder round. I don't know. <laughs> it really I guess I guess the speed of light is faster than the speed of sound, so I really don't know. I'm I'm not a scientist.
1: <laughs> exactly. We need to we need to go on one of those like yeah like the John Green podcast or something.
0: Sure. Yeah. So my intro to the lightning round is already betraying the uh, purpose of the lightning round. We're meant to go fast through these questions.
1: Yeah, Brandon, we just have too many questions to cover in depth right now. And so we're just going to we're going to run through a few more interesting questions. Uh, first one starts with uh, Alex Bali says, uh, is Alonzo worth ripping up your defense for? Uh, I would say No. No, I wouldn't rip up my defense for him. Uh, I Only might, if
0: you're on a wild card.
1: Yeah, on a wild card for sure. Uh, but I, yeah, because I think there are lots of interesting 4.5 million options at Brighton and Huddersfield and other places. Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't rip it up because their fixtures aren't quite there yet. And um, and Chelsea haven't been like... like fantastic with clean sheets so far this season I mean, they've only kept one out of three so
0: no i uh, mean i mean yeah. you have to say that he did score a brace against spurs so that's it, it's fixture proof is a phrase that comes to mind but i do <laughs> that's true yeah Dave totally agree
1: with may disagree uh yeah. mahesh says please recommend a good attacking defender 5.2 and below for the next five game weeks
0: Okay, so Mahesh says he has Sutner, Jones, Phil Jones, Jack Stevens, and Rizzo Noir. Uh, I totally said that incorrectly. So we were talking about <laughs> Southampton D earlier and how Stevens probably is on the chopping block. I might suggest you turn Stevens into Cedric Suarez if that's your budget.
1: Ah, I like that. I like that's a good move. That, that is like, that's perfect. You know what? That's so good, we're just going to move on from there. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, next question.
1: Yeah, uh, who got the assist? Our friend Tom says uh, I had a I had a game week with no goals nor assists from anyone. Uh, what coping strategies do you use to self soothe after that, Brennan, This is a good question for you.
0: Sure, uh, alcohol, um, <laughs> petting the cat, um. <laughs> going to going upstate, going upstate. Yeah, going. To, uh, it, we're we're getting into the fall, and you can go uh, leaf peeping. The colors are changing, these beautiful autumnal colors. I love it. That's what That's that's what I want to do when I have a terrible weight. Go leaf peeping.
1: Uh, FPL uh, Statius says, uh, they say don't drink in fantasy. Have you ever hit the shit on this? I woke up to a 16-point hit after a night out this weekend. All the best.
0: <laughs> oh, I... It's a, it's a playing with fire sort of situation. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to get burned.
1: I find that my my late night uh, rage transfers or drunken transfers don't work. I find that a midday, like if I'm watching games on Saturday and I'm so like disgusted with somebody that I'm just like, sure. typically I am drinking that as well. Uh, that I'm just <laughs> like, then I'm just like, you know what? I'm done with this player, and I didn't make a transfer like before they're even before the match is even done. That tends to work out. It's the like the two a.m. transfers that don't work out. So,
0: I, and I think this is an important distinction that you make, Josh. Don't blame the booze. Your problem is, is you're making the transfer late at night. Right. If you if you were just, uh, you know, shit-faced in, in, in the afternoon, it'd be much better.
1: Uh, Stephen Toomey says, can a team be successful with a 4-5-1, Pogba, Mickey, Mane, Erickson, and Siggy with Kane up top?
0: Sure, maybe. <laughs> It's possible. Um I'll no guarantee you, yeah. Steven. It, yeah. it seems risky to me. There's like
1: a like 65% owned player who's scoring every game week. Uh except this last one when he put a penalty in the same spot he puts every single fucking penalty. <laughs> uh but you know, other than that, I mean the, there's the huge risk is not owning Lukaku. So I guess if you if I if you swapped in Lukaku for um for Kane, which you can do cuz he's cheaper, um and then you had Kane um, I mean it'd be a very menu heavy attack, but you'd have Kane, Pogba, and Mickey, then I think it's uh I think it's worth worth a shot.
0: Uh, all right. That's I, I have nothing to add to that. Satya <laughs> asks, do you think the optimal time to wild card, if you have not done so already thank you for that, Satya, could be after the first round of Euro games, so you know more on rotation. So I think Satya is talking about um when the Champions League gets going again right. that's when it's you just, really know yep. who's the league player versus the uh the midweek player or who's both
1: yeah i think i think that does make sense um although i you know I, a lot of the top squads don't actually rotate as much as we expect them to um i mean Europa League tends to cause it more than um than the Champions League i it i mean occasionally you're you're going to get like one it's like one match though right it's like one match when you're not going to get um i Well, you know, it's funny because I'm actually talking myself out of this now because I'm thinking about, like, the fullbacks on Liverpool, and you actually might get a pretty good idea, like, if Klopp has, like, a split, right, where it's, like, Milner is my fullback for the Champions League and uh, Robertson's my fullback for league games or whatever. So um, I do think it makes sense. I mean, for me, it's more of a fixture thing. Uh, I'm hoping to not wildcard until game week, like, eight um, because that's when Chelsea and a bunch of lower squads, like, their fixtures really turn. So, like, Everton, Chelsea, and uh, Brighton, and Stoke. Like, all of these clubs have much better fixtures for, like, the next eight or nine weeks. And just a great chance to really pull out ahead of everybody else because um, you can basically bring in just a boatload of those players and it will be very hard for other people to do that.
0: Right. All right, last question also pertains to wild cards, but also it pertains to our Game Week 4 preview. Andrew Ferguson asks, Is wild carding during the international break madness? when history tells us there will be rotation in game week four for those arriving late back or, or say, those who have traveled great distances. So um, I think that is true. Lineups are going to be – can potentially be screwy the first game week back from an international break. So just don't freak out if you did wildcard over the break and it doesn't quite come together in game week four. Right. Because, yeah, these, these games coming off the break can be weird and screwy.
1: Yeah. If you haven't wildcarded yet and it's already, you know, Monday or Tuesday, um, I'd probably wait, uh, right? Because you've missed, like, all the price changes. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah if I, you're going to you
0: know. wildcard, you need to hit that button, like,
1: immediately yeah. upon. Like, exactly. Like, as the fixtures are being played. Yeah. Uh, all right, Brandon, let's take a quick break. And uh, let's, we're going to do, like, a five-minute preview of Game Week 4.
2: Same old podcast, always cheating.
1: We
0: are back for our Game Week 4 preview, and we're going to kick things off, Josh, with a question from our main man, Jeff Petter, who asks Given the lack of really good attacking captains, is someone like Bertrand, or dare I say it, Hagazi, a good captain pick in Game Week 4? Hagazi with the captaincy sharp. Jeff, you are a very, uh, very brave man, I think.
1: Yeah, I feel like my answer is really boring here, but I kind of feel like I'm just going to keep captaining Lukaku, like, like forever, right? <laughs> like, I mean, just for, like, for uh, indefinitely, he is going to be my captain. Um, I mean, I, you know, maybe the absolute most difficult fixtures, but other than that, I mean, he's a way to stoke. That, that match does not scare me. I'm definitely going to captain Lukaku. The
0: defensive captaincy, too, I just... I, I, from a psychological point of view, like, shudder to think Southampton lets in a goal against Watford in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. But if that if that happens, then good luck enjoying the rest of these games, Jeff, because you're not going to.
1: The one player I wish I had this weekend was uh, Alexander Lacazette. Uh, I think he's going to be, like, just, like, ready to, he's going to come up with something to prove in game week four, and... Yeah, uh, they, Bournemouth's Arsenal, defense is garbage yeah, right Arsenal now. Yeah, Bournemouth at home. Uh, he, I would captain him if I had him. Uh, all right, so uh, Game Week 4, it's, uh, we're back uh, with a pretty explosive fixture Saturday morning. I'm not going to go through all of these fixtures, Brandon, but uh, we've got Man City, Liverpool to start things off. Uh, expect uh, I, I expect a lot of goals there, right? No, you I expect a lot of goals. Yeah. See, I think...
0: Uh, I'm, I do wonder so, yeah, about this, this like how work. these teams are going to neutralize each other. But yeah, defense is not either of their strong suits.
1: I'm, I'm, I think Liverpool might actually win this game too.
0: I'd love to see it. I mean, Manchester City, I, you know, all respect to Luke Thunberg, one of our favorite guest hosts of all time, big Man City fan. Um, I'm not ready to embrace the Pep era just
1: yet. <laughs> well, he's integrating a lot of new players right now and uh you can you can you can see that it's not totally gelling yet. So um yeah, well I mean they're going to be dangerous at some point this year, but it's not quite happening yet.
0: I could see this game go so many different ways. I could see Man City finally getting something going. I mean, they'll be presumably be prepared. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you prepare prepare for heavy metal football though, Josh. Have you ever tried?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't tried, but I should.
0: You should try it sometime. <laughs> Uh so there's no captains here clean sheet options here at all. Just 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 enjoy the enjoy the carnage.
1: Yeah. Uh and then we've got a, a bunch of um I, I wouldn't say pure watches but you know it's Arsenal Bournemouth Brighton West Brom Everton Spurs Everton Spurs is kind of an interesting game.
0: Yeah, that will be fun. I mean, uh they're playing at Goodison Park. I mean, Spurs might be excited to get away from Wembley for a bit, but you would expect Spurs to to bring the hammer down and score I mean, some Everton's goals, against
1: Everton. got like practically like a brand new starting eleven at this point. So I, it's, I, I think it's going to take a while for everything to gel. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how Sigurdsson does. I mean, he's, I don't know. We'll see. You know, I'm kind of, I, I'm definitely interested in, in just you know, given that he started so well in the, in the Europa League, it's kind of interesting to see how he does. Um, so
0: Kane doesn't get the armband for you because they're, uh, it's an away, it's an, on an away ground, and Kane still has yet to prove himself in the league.
1: I just prefer Lukaku way to stoke. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I, I tend to agree. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then the uh, United fixture, which ends Saturday, they are a way to stoke as you mentioned, Josh. Yep. And we're both leaning towards a big ROM captaincy.
1: Yep. I think so. I think it makes sense and uh, yeah, I think I think Man U are just crushing fools right now. And uh, <laughs> crushing <gonna, and> fools. <laughs> it's gonna keep David De
0: Gea in. is going to uh, get six points. Yeah. Like 0 bps maybe he'll never touch the ball.
1: Yeah. And then you've got three three crap fixtures uh on Sunday and Monday. You've got Burnley Crystal Jeez, Palace, Swansea Newcastle, really gross. West Ham Huddersfield. This is I know it's an international break, you know, and we're all excited for the games to get back, but this is like go apple picking or something <laughs> on Sunday. There's like you're not going to miss anything. Leaf people. I mean, I guess I'm interested to see how Swansea play. And the Swansea-Newcastle game is an interesting game. Um, even fantasy aside, like, what are these two teams? You know, and I think, I think we'll know a lot more after that game.
0: They have to decide now. Yeah, it, does Renato Sanchez get his first run out? That will be exciting.
1: It will be. Um, yeah, and then West ham Huddersfield, like, that's, that's just... I, I mean, <laughs> okay, I'm, I guess I'm interested to see how Aaron Boy does, but that West Ham team is, is garbage right now.
0: Huddersfield will be the Invincibles. They, I mean, more so than United, they might <laughs> yeah. not get a goal scored against them all season. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: it's so... Uh, in terms of transfers, I actually don't know what I'm going to do still. Um, I, I want to get Danilo out, but I can actually... I have three strong defensive starters already in place. So um, I might hold off on that transfer. Um, it's possible I bring in a, a Richarlison replacement, um, a different midfielder. Um, okay. maybe, maybe, maybe even Hesse is like a super punt. Um, I don't know. I really haven't, uh, I, I have, I can't quite sort my thoughts out yet for my transfer. What are you thinking?
0: Uh, right now I'm thinking I've got Britos on the red card and Britos either gets turned into Kyle Naughton, uh, for the new wave Swansea this season, or I move De Bruyne to somebody and De Bruyne would have to become a Liverpool midfielder. Sure. And uh, I think, and there there is a world in which Brandon continues to go on tilt and burns four <laughs> points and does both of those transfers.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: I, so I mean, I'm wearing like Joker makeup right now.
1: <laughs> it's it's like I really I was there last year, so I, I do know how you feel. Yeah. Uh, but it's still it's still fun to. I, I'm just curious how it's all going to work out for you. You know, I mean, it's like I feel like you you are like. You're like out of your comfort zone right now. You know, you're doing stuff you've never done before. Yeah. Yeah, I generally
0: <laughs> I'm generally um just like cruise control through most of the season and you know, ne- never gets too hot, never gets too cold. So, yeah, here I am. Now now I'm in the, to to use an elaborate metaphor. It's like the car I haven't been able to get the car to start for quite a while and I am pun- I am like punching Pieces of the car right now. I thought it was I'm more
1: swearing. like. I was, was, was it's more like you're you're going downhill and you you found out that someone cut your brakes, and right now <laughs> right now you're deciding whether whether the brakes are truly cut or if you if if they you know like if you get them working or if you need to just jump out of the car. Yeah, and just I'm kind of thinking lapses. like,
0: is it, is it better to tuck and roll or do <laughs> do I think I can actually hit the ground running? But uh, it's one of those. Out it's of one
1: car. of those San Francisco streets. Yes, it's very hilly. So it, it does make things complicated.
0: Well, so I hope our listeners have a sense of how treacherous my team is right now. Pray for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I have some pretty tricky uh, situations coming up too. I, I I don't know. It's the midfield stuff is really hard to resolve. I mean, I I, you know, I mean, right now I've got Pogba and um, Ericsson, and then that's it. And I just feel like, I mean, part of me really want. I mean, if 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 uh, Spurs fixtures weren't so good. I would really like to downgrade Kane to Morata and use that $2.5 million for my midfield, but I just don't think... Um, I don't think I can, given sports extras.
0: No, you can't. I mean, Ericsson, his his value is going to keep going up. He had a great international break for Denmark and... Uh, I think he looks like a fantastic keeper for all season. I mean, he's, he's kind of known as a streaky player, but I do think it's his season to just be very consistent.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it, it could be that I ultimately downgrade Firmino to like a $6 million midfielder, and and then I bring in someone like Coutinho, right, like as like a 8.8. Yeah, I've, I've got like 1.5 in the bank right now, so I actually have a lot of money to play with. Right. Um, and if I were to do, you know, if I was, let, let's say I did... For me, now to Mounier, I would actually have like almost four million, um, so I could turn Charleston into Salah or something like that. Um, so I don't know; it's it's a lot of like tricky things to figure out.
0: It is, and you'll tune. Everyone will tune in next week to find out what we did.
1: <laughs> if they're still listening, there's like three people still listening at this
0: point. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure our lineups will leak online somewhere.
1: That's true. That's true. Uh, all right. You can find us on Twitter. We're at Cheaters, that's Hail Cheaters. That's uh, H A I L Cheaters. Facebook.com slash always cheating. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud. Uh, you can find us on, on, on our website, which is alwayscheating.com. Uh, you can email us, HailCheaters at gmail.com. And you can support the podcast on Patreon. Thank you so much to all our Patreon subscribers. Uh, and, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Much appreciated. And the. Uh, the Knockout League will be starting in Game Week 8, so I will be uh, sending you information about that very soon. Um, and, uh, and you have to be
0: a Patreon supporter to get in that
1: Knockout League. Exactly. And we also have just a general Patreon supporters league that you can join at any time. So um, please uh, please do so.
0: Yeah, go to patreon.com slash alwayscheating. And, of course, to always get our new episodes, subscribe on iTunes where you can rate and review us uh, if you like our podcast, please. Also, ACAST, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcast. Joshua, I wish you good luck in Game Week 4.
1: Yep, good luck to you too, Brandon. Bye. And good luck to Poku wherever you are. <laughs> good luck to
2: Pogba who can shoot now. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos.